We are here with Adrian Walker, who is a co-founder, himself and his wife Natalia, and started off a company called Boat Affair. Sounds very romantic, and and so it should yeah, be, because yeah. boating is a romantic thing if you do it right. Adrian, good morning. Thank you for joining us here on Super Yacht Radio. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. So, Adrian, can I ask, where are you based from? Where are you ringing uh, in from? So we're, yeah, we're based in Switzerland. So the company is registered in Switzerland. Natalia and I, we mostly work from 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 Switzerland. Yeah, well, no, when no, we're not traveling. Not nothing like starting a boating company in a landlocked country. I always say, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we said as well. So we accepted the challenge and did it anyway. Where, um, <laughs> whereabouts in Switzerland are you? We're ten minutes away from Zurich. Oh, um, look, I used to live in Zurich. Well, there's a very small lake. There's a there's a small lake here, but yeah, we're no, not very active. Here. It's a great it's lake. Busy. It's a great lake. I lived there in the nineties. Um, you had the, the clock tower in the old in the old town. That's I, right. I lived yeah, right below that. It's a beautiful little town. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's beautiful there. It's great. And there's a guy in Parada Platz that sells the best donuts. He has a little stand. I don't know if he's still there. Hopefully. He uh, is. <laughs> Yeah, I put on a lot. I wouldn't know. There's beautiful cafes there still, though. You have to come and visit, Dave. I I would love to. It's uh, it's a place that's very dear in my heart. I had great times there and uh, back in my banking days. So, moving on from Zurich. Moving away away from me. (laughs) And and into yachting or boating. You are English by upbringing, I presume? I am a hybrid. Um, I am 50% English and 50% Swiss. Uh, my father's from London and my mother's from Zurich. Um, so I've got a bit of both inside me. Um, okay. Sarcasm is probably English, I'm, I'm told. I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, we're all kind of mutts, to be uh, honest. And, and your right, yes. and great timekeeping would be the Zurich side. Exactly, exactly. So I so I've got a bit of both, yeah. You, you dialed in exactly at 10 o'clock, which is... Uh, so, See, so that's my Swiss that's side shining through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're spot on there, yeah. So, um, where did you grow up and how did you get into you yachting? Oh, yes, There's true. a presumption there that he's actually grown up. Um, we'll move on from that. That's like three questions in one sentence there. I don't know we, where to start. We like to quick fire. I was, born, I was born, yeah, we can't argue with okay, that. I was born in, in, in Switzerland. Uh, and I, I, uh, I did go through the entire Swiss schooling system. I studied in Switzerland as well. But, I mean, I, I, I was traveling a lot. I, I traveled to every continent of this planet. Uh, I then moved to London as well a few years back. And that's where I met Natalia as well. Natalia's from London. Um, and I moved her back to Switzerland uh, about three years ago, believe it or not, a girl from London um, <laughs> here in Switzerland. Um, yeah. What, what prompted the move back to, to Zurich? So um, we'd both done our, our MBA together at Imperial College in, in London. I and I, I was offered a job. It was the job. It was work. So I was offered a job in, in venture capital I was interested to work with startups. I'm interested to work with people. I would, so I was interested to work with young companies to to try to coach them. And so they moved me from London first to Stuttgart in Germany, uh, but, uh, but then they moved me to Zurich. Um, I started to commute a bit, you know, back and back and forth between Zurich and and London or Stuttgart and London. Um, and I don't know. At some point, you know, it's life. We we just thought, you know what, Natalia, why don't you come to 
Switzerland just for three months to see whether you like it or not. And turns out she, Natalia liked it. And then she, she got a job here as well. Um, and uh, the rest is history. We sort of set up our lives here three three years ago. So, so is Boat Affair your full-time job or is it something you're doing aside from what your full-time job yeah. is? Yeah, it's our full-time uh, job, project, company, uh, startup. Mm-hmm. We both left our jobs uh, two and a half years ago uh, to to really dedicate our, our full attention, our times to, to Boat Affair. And we think it's paid off. Uh, we've achieved, a, uh, I mean, we're proud of, of what's happened in the last two years we think um but it was it was a difficult transition yeah you have to explain yourself uh, especially in switzerland people would go oh people go adrian what about your your pension money <laughs> so to that i would answer well pension money is like 35 years away i live today and i've got a passion natalia has got a passion for the same passion let us try to set this up now if you don't try you will never know um, and the pension you know who's going to guarantee that's around in 35 years but i do know i'm around with my passions and my dreams today so let's do it so that transition was very special especially here in switzerland where people are used to uh, you know a corporate yeah. lifestyle and you know but pension think, is important and all I, that i think we all learned in 2008 how fragile pension funds are and what? um it's not the wisest investment in some cases. Uh, you can be left, yeah. You can be left regretting. So I, I think I, there's I also agree. I was, th- there's sorry. also the other side that any person starting up a business, unless you are talking to someone who has done it, who has been an entrepreneur, it will always seem like a risk. Well, why are you doing that? You know, um, it it is a leap of faith in some ways because you really yeah. have to believe in what you're doing. And that is not always uh, easy for people to see. It's a leap. It was a lot of sleepless nights. It was a lot of sleepless nights. And if you want to find an excuse or a reason not to do it, you will always find one. Mm. Always. Um, And I believe you guys have done the same. You've taken that leap of faith, haven't you? Um, So it's really nice to chat to you guys about this. Um, And it's because I, 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 in that previous job, I mentioned... Um, two minutes ago, where I worked with many, many startups and many founders. I think that really helped us as well to to see what people are doing, to learn about their stories, their sleepless nights, how they dealt with criticism, how they dealt with the negative feedback you can or negative people around you. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with a sleepless night and all that? So, so yeah. I think one of the things I have loved is just looking at inspiring stories. For example, uh, Coca-Cola in their first year only sold 25 bottles of Coca-Cola. Or the guy who ran DHL had maxed out every single credit card he had before he started getting any business in. So I think some of it is there is no business for the 99.9% that's an overnight success. It takes hard work and dedication and perseverance sometimes in the face of adversity. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's what people see, yeah? All they see uh, is the brand Coca-Cola or McDonald's, Amazon. That's fantastic. What they forget is what happened in the first couple of years or in the first decade or whatever, yeah, in the respective cases. Uh, all of those founders have gone through similar processes and 
had they gone for their excuse, right, the company would not, not exist. But especially here in, in, in Switzerland or in Europe where we are so well off, you tend to forget that. that um, sometimes you might have to take a little risk. Um, and, you know, also what's the worst that can happen? We just go back to, um, um, Dave, you uh, used to be in banking. I used to be an auditor with, uh, with one of the big oh, four we, companies. We used to love people oh. like you. The exactly. The auditors are coming. Yeah. I've never seen such a quiet environment when the auditors come in. It was like yeah. you, you're afraid to say anything. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I learned so much, but more on a human and emotional level. So, mm. what I loved, I, I did it for five years, um, and what I loved about the job is the fact that I get to know different individuals and different stories and companies every week or every fortnight and very quickly i realized i wasn't particularly interested in the figures at some point i couldn't really care less anymore i hate excel spreadsheets but why do the companies pursue a certain strategy or what's their issue in a certain market how do they go about it so i was always interested in stories even back in my auditing times dave um I hope that makes it a bit better now to talk to me. <laughs> I feel far more relaxed because I was hiding everything okay. off my desk. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's that. Yeah. But tell, tell us a bit about Boat Affair. What, what, uh, did, did, uh, have you got a sailing background? Did you sail as a child? Where was the inspiration that started this idea? Why boating? Right. Yeah, why boating? Um, so I've been boating for... 25 years now. Um, I remember taking my motorboat license back in 1999 in uh, in the south of France with my together with my dad. I was 16, and he introduced me to the boating world. My dad used to go sailing as well in Switzerland, uh, but also in England. Um, he's the guy from from London, uh, so he went sailing there. Um, I, I just got introduced to that environment uh, back in in my early teens um same goes for my wife co-founder of boat fair natalia she uh, started sailing uh, at her boarding school in in england and she also always appreciated the uh the fact that you have to be whatever you do on a boat you you have to be mindful about what you're doing you need to concentrate and it's a wonderful tool to disconnect from everything else that's going on around you and we both really always appreciate that notion the last two decades um so my wife and i we met um we have a we have a small boat in the south of france and the trigger was really the fact that we know that uh, a lot of boat owners share this pain point with us you have a boat and you do not use it enough really it's a typically mm. you know underutilized asset as we say and we use it 10 times a year 12 times if we're lucky um we're sort of starting to say you know, on the boat, on the sun deck of that boat, we started to brainstorm and, and think of, of, aren't there any solutions out there where we could meet other boat owners? How could we unlock more value out of our boat? What could be what could be done? So we started talking about building a platform where we could connect boat owners with each other to try to unlock more value. And and, and that's how it all started because we, we both are in the industry. We know a lot of boat owners and we, we understand that pain points uh, we understand that a lot of people don't use like 90 percent of people don't use their boats nearly enough but yet they wouldn't sell it because it's their baby yeah? yeah so we that's how boat affair came about and the name boat affair we thought of that name in in a swimming pool in the south of france um after weeks of 
discussing names. It was a bit horrible at some point. We, you know, so you can't find a name, but suddenly came to Spotify. Um, Spotify, it's two things. It's the technical side of things, but also the emotional side. Yeah, boat of Spotify is the, the boat. It's technical. It's a boat. Yeah, but and we believe that everybody it's a love affair will have well. su- Bravo. Yeah, there you go, Dave. We believe that everybody has some sort of relationship with a boat, hmm. be it as a boat renter, be it as a boat owner. Uh, whatever you do with the boat, you have some sort of relationship, even if it's a bad one, well, to it's be honest. Per, it's personal. So I mean, you, an affair, you, 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 boat, you have a boat them. affair. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, not, it's not a boat, it's, it's her. It's she. That's right. In English, yeah, it's, it's, it's a she. You, it's so much more than just a boat. It's much hmm. more than just the fabrics or the materials she spilt out of, right? So you'll have your relationship with her and you're going to have your boat affair, whatever you do. And we wanted to convey that emotional aspect to, to a certain extent. And so boat affair just stuck. And then we, we sort of asked people at the very beginning, we started to just ask people a little bit, what do you think boat affair? And we realized that whoever heard the name boat affair would sort of, not forget the name anymore, Botafair. It's just, it's out, it, it sticks. Um, it, yeah. And we just went for it. And, and we know that some people come approach us and they say, oh, Botafair, is it, uh, what exactly do you mean there? Yeah, word affair. And that's on purpose. We love that. We want to yeah, stimulate it, people, get be, them to think a bit and, ooh, believe, affair, believe it or not, Adrian, we tell people we're from Super Yacht Radio. And they go, oh, what's that then? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Which word are you what? stuck on? So even the yeah, obvious ones are not do. so obvious. <laughs> yeah, 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 I understand that. So we're very proud of that. And that just happened that's about two years ago. Yeah. So that's our little story, how we came to, to found our, our startup. Um, and we, only, we started, because we live in Switzerland, we started in, in Switzerland, obviously. And uh, when we went live with our website, I think we had boats in five countries. And that's now grown to 66 countries in two years. And we're very happy with how people receive receive the concept and it's not always easy you have to sometimes you know we love to sit down with boat owners and we love to get feedback as well because we essentially we, we're building it for boat owners and we don't want to just we don't want to say we've built a concept here and hey everybody's got to now use it we've built something and then we tweaked it a lot as well and we listened to boat owners so at the beginning we just you know we allowed boat owners to rent out their boat airbnb style but then through a lot of conversations, feedback, and even surveys, uh, one of them academic of nature, we realized that most boat owners don't feel the need to rent out the boat, but they do want to unlock more value by by sharing it with others. And that's how we came up with our boat swapping scheme, which is only one year old. And that's that's also in over 30 countries now. So our boat, swap, our boat swapping scheme, you know, think home exchange for, mm-hmm. for yeah, boats. Yeah. Um, the recent example, this is two days old. The recent transaction that was um, agreed upon was between a, a boat owner in, in Sweden, Stockholm. He's got a sailing yacht uh, and he has agreed to a boat swap with a sailing boat owner in Barcelona, Spain. Um, they both have a sailing boat. They both want to go and explore new sailing territories. But because they're boat owners, traditionally, they would never go and rent a boat we spent enough money on our own boat already, yeah, yeah. they tell us. But through our community, they can now connect other boat owners 
and asked them, look, would you host me on your sailing boat for a week with my wife? In return, I would host you on my boat. So, uh, so the most, and so a lot of boat owners are now joining us from, from, from around the globe. Uh, it's, um, I think Australia, New Zealand, and the States, they're the most open countries at the, at the minute to tell us, yeah, this is fantastic. We want to do this because they're used to the sharing economy principles. So this, that's the most recent transaction between um, Sweden and, and Barcelona, Spain, for example. Could, could I ask, um, in the swap, is it a bare boat swap? Because you mentioned um, hosting. So is it that the owner stays there and... Yeah, so we, uh, it's the boat owners who decide what they want to do. Um, we don't dictate that. There are boat owners who say, um, we want to do a bare boat direct swap. So um, in week four of July 2019, I want to travel to Montenegro, but in return, that boat owner in Montenegro can have my boat in Tasmania, uh, and we do it at the same time bare boat. That happens. We find, however, that most people at the minute or so far uh, opt to go for a hosted option because that also enables uh, many things. It enables the, it allows the boat owner to show off his sailing grounds, his sailing territories. And as a guest, you get to see a new country through the eyes of a local. Like you have an experience you would not find in any guidebook. And you make friends. You connect to people who have the same passion, who see the world, in tendency, see the world the way you do. You're both, both of them are sailboat owners. Uh, so most people at the minute opt to go for the hosted option, uh, but we leave it to our community members how they want to do it. And, and is that, what, could I ask, is that driven by the person... So let's take the example uh, of the guy. I'm, I'm not sure of the terminology here. Uh, the the sorry, yeah. Is it driven by the host saying I would rather be the host on the boat while these people I don't know are coming, or is it the yeah, hostee yeah. who's saying I would rather visit Sail the boat myself? I'd rather have yeah. the host the owner there with the boat. Right, right. What, well, what's the correct answer. terminology? Host, hostee? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, host and the, guest. We yeah, say. Uh, guest. The host Thank and the you. guest. Yeah, hostee is correct, probably, yeah, but a bit weird well, well, to, to utter, right? Yeah, it just doesn't work for <laughs> no, me. So what we've, what we've built is a, a boat owner forum. So we enable or we, we let every boat owner who, who lists their boat with us to 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 tell the other boat owners in our boat owner forum what they're looking for so once you've listed your boat uh, we'll prompt them to to tell the community what they want to get out of this so in your in your post which is only visible to the boat owners of the boat swapping community you tell them hi i'm uh, i'm adrian i've got a boat in the south of france i am looking to swap my boat uh, bear boat, um, the following weeks are an option for me. If there's somebody out there in the community who's up for bear boat um, exchanges or swaps, do reach out to me. Or we have others who write, uh, look, in the month of August, I'm looking for a sailing holiday with my wife. Uh, and I'm looking to be the guest because uh, I want to go to Southampton. England, and that's tricky waters for some because you know the Solent, and yeah. you, you, you shouldn't probably go sailing there by a boat if you've never done it before. So there, people say, "Look, I want to find somebody who would host me for a week. In return, I've got a boat in Montenegro. Um, 
I would host you in October or September because it's warm until mid-October. Um, you can come and, you know, free of charge, stay in Albert for a week. So you've got this forum. So, yes, it's dictated by the individual boat owners who join us and they decide what they want to get out of uh, the ex- out of their experience with Boat Affair, I suppose. How do you make money out of that? So we've introduced a membership fee um, for boat owners who join us. We've got three different membership packages. We've got a, a basic package, which is uh, we call it the basic package. We've got the classic package and the premium package. And we talked to many boat owners and it was free of charge for nine months or 10 months. It was free of charge. But then even boat owners started to tell us, look, guys, the, uh, the value you provide can be quite substantial. Yeah, If I get to fly from Australia, I fly to Croatia and I sail with somebody for two weeks, that's worth 10 grand. Yeah, That's 10 grand I'm not spending on, on a charter. Um, we think you guys should be charging us a small fee, a small annual fee, and it would even look more professional because if you make this free of charge, people might think, um, yeah, this can't be serious. And more than one person has actually told us that. And also, um, because we're partnering up with uh, sailing clubs and marinas, um, they are very interested to bring uh, their boat owners online to our platform to offer their boat owners and their marinas an additional service. And of course, they want to make a bit of money out of that as well. So they said, look, if you charged a small membership fee, we could come up with a commission scheme easily and we could split the membership fees. 50% will go to boat, 50% will go to um, a marina, for example. So we've introduced this membership fee um, two or three months ago and we've got paying members now because they see the value. And, and also, with, with one package, for example, we offer a verification tool as well. Um, I mean, that's a big, and it's a hot topic, yeah? When you fly to a different country, you want to know that that boat exists, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, that's a principle in the sharing economy. Airbnb has the same challenge. It's the factor called trust. <laughs> so you need to be able to trust other parties. And there's Harvard Business case stu- Harvard Business Review uh, case studies and the Airbnb have case studies. Um, we want to enable boat owners to trust the other boat owners to the maximum extent possible. You will never achieve 100%. But what we do for within one of our membership packages, um, we have a London-based partner that uh, carries out verification um, services. So they would go, uh, it's also a sharing economy company for, for photographs. So I, as a boat owner, I want to go to Montenegro, but I want to make sure that boat exists. They can commission us to send around our verification partner to go to that boat, take photographs, fill in a checklist. I'll tell them what I want to know. Does a coffee machine, <laughs> is there a coffee machine on board? Um, go and carry out a few checks for me and that can be done and then we'll get a report and pass it on to the boat owner so this is one service that we offer and that's been taken advantage of as in people are using it and boat owners then will get a a verified badge on their photos so uh, that's only done once per boat so once the boat has been like verified to a certain extent they'll get a badge uh, so new boat owners who come to the platform, they browse boats, they can see which boats have been verified by our official partner with uh, via a badge in their, in their picture. For the, so, for the bare boat option, 
Um, one of the things that strikes me is how a little bit like yep. swapping cars. You yep. know, if you rent a car, you have to show your license. You have to show it's in date. You know, there's insurance on your rental car that's covering you for the time. Is there a verification process for the bare boats of, yep. if you're coming over to sail my boat, I want to actually be sure that you know how to sail a boat because this is my prize baby. Yeah, you, you are spot on. And this is so, so important. Um, so what we've built is, uh, first of all, we've got a messenger function on our platform. So boat owners talk to each other, get to ask each other everything they want to. We've also got a uh, an upload function. So boat owners get to ask the other party to upload their, their nautical CV, their sailing licenses, um, what ID, if they want to, they can send across those documents if they want to. And at some point, um, when they sort of, when they um, show us their intention to swap, um, they can request that their contact details, i.e. phone numbers and email addresses, will be exchanged and they can hop onto that channel and chat and, and talk to each other. They can do video calls and all that. We do not, uh, due to EU data issues, we do not exchange contact details. So you're safe in our community. If you don't want your, as a boat owner, if you don't want your email address shared with other boat owners, uh, that's not going to happen. You have to tell us that you want your email address to be shared with others because um, some prefer that at some point. When they've talked enough on our platform, um, licenses have been, have been exchanged. They might just want to talk on the phone as well. Or they might just want to exchange emails after that. So we need to record an intention to swap both parties, i.e. two boat owners need to tell us that they, they're happy with the fact that we're going to exchange their email addresses and their phone numbers, and then they can uh, agree on, on all the details uh, necessary. So in a nutshell, what we want to do, we want to facilitate the, the exchange and the communication. We want to facilitate and establish trust to the maximum extent possible. Um, and then at the end of the day, the boat owners themselves need to decide, am I now comfortable with what I've seen? And is the other party comfortable as well? And then let's go for it. Um, and there's, there's proof of concept out there uh, via... Uh, home exchange or love home swap, um, you know, swapping platforms for, for houses, mm -hmm. flats and homes. And they've had the same barriers to entry, really, uh, five years ago when they started up. Um, they also needed people to talk to each other and trust each other. And they're exchanging houses, mm -hmm. right, Simul Your at homes. the same time. Uh, their homes. Um, so... I, I we know just, this is totally important, and that's what we're trying to establish here, the trust. Yeah. The, you know, I know a few people who have done the house swap, and always <laughs> kind of the three weeks coming up to it, they're scrubbing the house, they're putting everything away, they're locking up cupboards, they're making sure that... Many say, actually, it's great because it makes them spring clean because they've got somebody else coming in. I presume it's a similar process when you're going to be boat sharing that those little jobs that you've been kind of putting off, maybe you're a bit more intent on making sure that everything yeah, is... Yeah, that up. aspect. Yeah, that aspect for sure. But um, the other aspect that we see, and this is based on feedback we're getting from boat owners, is that they sort of like become, <laughs> how do I say this now, a slightly different person in that 
they so one example is a guy in, in Montenegro. He's now finally, finally, after years of wanting to do this, he's going to travel to Tasmania, um, Australia, um, in December, uh, thanks to a, a boat swap. Uh, and this guy in Montenegro has been sailing for years in Montenegro, um, and it cost him a little bit to open up or to warm up to the idea of of boat swapping. And and he's done it now, and he's he just told us. You know, he's met this most, you know, impressive, the loveliest guy, loveliest family in Tasmania, um, same age as him, uh, Brown, in, in their 50s, they all are out. Um, and it's the mindset that changes a little bit in that, you know, if you open up to this adventure and you, you open up to the idea that somebody will be on your boat and you'll be on somebody else's boat, beautiful things could happen beautiful things will happen you ex- you get to explore a new country you wouldn't have otherwise um you have to yeah as you said look at your boat and see right what do i need to repair and it sort of i'll say it kicks you in the butt a little bit yeah to you, you gear up a little bit you level up whatever you want to call it and that's the feedback we've been getting from a lot of people that suddenly they get to do a little bit more with their boats and in the process they make new friends they see new countries it's they feel a little bit more alive now that's the feedback we've been getting and it probably starts with scrubbing your coffee machine on that boat yeah you're absolutely right and <laughs> I, I know when Maeve's away and she's coming home I certainly up my game considerably in the last couple of days and, and sprucing up so uh, how do I work the washing machine honey kind of sprucing up (laughs) Um, we we have a washing machine if i'm if i'm doing a a boat swap and i have somebody coming but i'm gonna be captaining the boat how how much am i planning to provision for them i mean obviously i'm going to be having clean sheets but it's not it's not like a house swap where they can pop around to the local supermarket so easily or fill up the tank you know the local petrol station so is there a, a exchange of care for the trip, so to speak? Yeah, I would uh, certainly hope so. So as always, what, what has happened is that boat owners, they, um, especially the a couple of weeks before the trip, they, they start chat- chatting really intensely about details just like that. Um, they would start talking about the route, the sailing route, where to go. Uh, what would you recommend? So, you know, Dear boat owner who is going to host me, you know your sailing territory really well. What would you recommend? Where do we go? And look, just bear in mind, I love this sort of food and I really dislike this sort of food. Can we take this into account? Um, And I mean, based on the feedback we've been getting, the the guest would always like pay for the food, right? They would would chip that in. They would get the drinks as well. what I really want to stress here is the is really the importance of the conversations that take place before a swap or before a, a hosted uh, swap. People talk to each other, they tell each other what they want, what they like, um, and that has worked out so far. Uh, and I think isn't that the secret to to life? Um, converse, you know, direct, open conversations tell each other what you think, what you want, what you dislike. And based on that, you can make your decisions in a more efficient manner. We believe in that. Um, and so far, so have our boat owners. So 
Um, I hope that answers your question to, to a certain extent. I don't well, think there's I a right or wrong answer here. That, or... That's also, having had many housemates um, on a boat, you have an even smaller space that you're sharing. So I think the fact that there's those yeah. conversations and communication beforehand is also going to be important because you're going to be on quite yes. a small space. So it's probably nice to know before you go, actually, he's a lovely guy. We've got on really well. We've had lots of chats before you go and spend two weeks on quite an enclosed space with somebody. Uh, do you have a shower on board are we going to be all right yes yeah. <laughs> exactly and, and no, even do i like him you know if, do if i like him yeah. very different personalities it's probably best to find out beforehand that's that's why they all all the boat owners they talk so much before a boat swap and before they actually you know decide on the boat swap but also isn't that uh, the nature of boat owners um i you know in that they are probably different than, than a typical house owner who's never been on a boat. Uh, a boat owner is used probably to, to smaller spaces. They're used to a smaller shower. The, the toilet is slightly different to the one in your house. Um, and you will not join our, our community if you weren't open to getting to know new people and you know a certain readiness to, to share your space and to, to give away a certain, you know, certain traits of your your personality, you have to be open to do that. And and that's the beautiful thing. I mean, a lot of boat owners, most of them, yeah, before they join us, they always tell us, wow, but do you know what? I mean, I've always enjoyed having guests on board. I mean, I, I enjoy showing off my 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 sailing skills and my that 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 deserted beach where you, that, that you can't reach by car and i i take my my friends there you know with, on my on my boat um so it's in their nature anyway to to share all those experiences because sailing is a it's a team sport yeah and um so a lot of people use it as well to do mindfulness training or to do certain people even do yoga together and they find each other on, on that level and they just want to get out there disconnect and we see that as a as a small difference to people who exchange their homes i think mm -hmm. it's in the nature of the people they might be looking for a slightly different type of experience from the very get-go i think what, what do you guys think? You, mm. I mean, you, you love yachts. I, I, I only wish I had a yacht to exchange. Really? It sounds lovely, you know. It, well, you and you also have another side of it, which if you don't have a yacht, but you would love to have a sailing experience in Tasmania or wherever. I must tell Ron about my sister has a yacht. Yeah, I was thinking that we, my sister-in-law has a yacht, so it would be a lovely experience for her. Based in Dublin, if you wanted to go around. Dublin. Yeah, um, please, please uh, uh, extend my best wishes to her. We <laughs> absolutely want to talk to her, for sure. Um, no, uh, you, you are spot on. You do not have to be a boat owner to, to come to, to Boat Affair. Um, we also, in, in 66 countries, we've got um, professional partners, which we handpicked, which we selected and vetted, uh, that offer yachts, sailing yachts and motor yachts for, for charter. Um, and that's um, people appreciate the fact that coming back to that, that we, you know, we don't want to be the biggest in the market. We don't need to be the platform with uh, the, the you know, highest amount of boats. No, we rather have fewer boats, but we know that the, those are quality. Young
lot uh, because we, we know our partners in those countries. We have agents there. We talk to them. Um, our, our clients who have chartered with us, um, and it shows in our, in our Google reviews and trust pilot reviews, they appreciate the fact that they had received this personalized um, approach and personalized welcome when they arrived in the country and it's the process around it um, that the, the yacht is well looked after they they can be picked up from the airport um, we've even had NHL players from Los Angeles um, with us as clients last year an NHL player chartered a yacht in Croatia with us he spent five days in a motor yacht uh, with his fiance um, the reason why he charted with us was because he it's very difficult in Croatia to find a yacht for five days. Um, I really? in that you know um, it's always Saturday to Saturday. The standard oh, model okay. is you charter yeah. yacht Saturday to Saturday. Um, and the, many yacht owners or charter companies don't want to deviate from that. But because we handpick our partners, we naturally talk to them and we know that the industry is changing and clients Clients, renters, they're fed up with that Saturday to Saturday lark. They, they want to have more flexibility. And we offer that with most of our fleets around the world. We offer that. So this NHL player, he chartered with us because we could find him a yacht that was available for five days. Uh, and not, not and everybody else would only offer a seven-day charter. So mm-hmm. flexibility and quality is something we really value as as human beings, me and you know Natalia and I, and we wanted to we wanted that to show and shine through in in our business as well. We want want our clients. We want our clients to have that as well, and, um, and that's our charter arm. When you're talking yachts, I, I presume you have now quite a broad range of sizes. You know, from the smaller because you've got yacht owners all over the place. And but what's the biggest it, ones you've got to? So what sort of size um, range yeah, are you working yeah. with? Yeah, so you are spot on. We've got many sizes on, on our platform, sailing boats and catamarans and motor yachts. I think one of the uh, biggest motor yachts would probably be uh, uh, the, in Mexico, Mexico. We've got a beautiful motor yacht, which is think 22 meters. I met the manager of that yacht in, in Zagreb, Croatia, at a boat show. So again, it's this boat affairs personalized approach we meet with those managers we we know what we have in our platform um so that's a 21 22 meter yacht you can charter for the day or for a week in mexico puerto vallarta beautiful uh but we also have a uh, a motor yacht uh in the heart of switzerland which is uh eight meters so that that'll be perfect for a day trip for a small family or, or a couple we actually last year we had a that was very interesting we had a photo shoot um so the client was from indonesia a client from indonesia booked with us uh, last august and they booked four hours on a motorboat uh, on the lake of lucerne in the heart of switzerland for their uh, what do you call it a wedding photo shoot so for their wedding photo shoot they wanted to have a personal like something personalized they didn't want to go on a big steamer in switzerland along with 200 people so they rented with us uh, so we have that as well an eight meter motor motorboat we have smaller catamarans across the globe but also uh, bigger luxury catamarans um so yeah we've got Every type, type of sailing experience. Yeah, and of, of all sizes, really. 
if we have <laughs> partners, for example, in Greece or in Mexico who do weddings on a boat. And this is something we, we are really proud of as well. We've got a dedicated experience page on our website. Yeah. Mm. So, again, because we talk to a lot of people and clients and boat owners, um, we realize that it's, it's this experience economy that's really taking off. So clients would not typically approach a platform like ours and say, I want to rent a boat. No, I want to find an awesome, authentic experience that I want to invest in. Um, so with us, you can do team building events, you can do uh, free diving. Uh, we've got like over a dozen categories. You can do gourmet wine, uh, dine, tasting, fishing, mind and body retreats, yoga retreats. Um, so we've got over a dozen categories uh, where you can browse experiences that are being offered uh, on our yachts uh, across the globe. And that's going really well because the clients realize um, that's what's going to last us forever. You know, the uh, the memory, the experience. Um, value. And is it the owners yeah. who, you know, I, I'm an owner of a yacht yeah. and I'm also, I love doing yoga. I, I yes. have my yoga, whatever. So... I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tilt my rental to be more this yeah, type. Yeah. It comes and I'll be honest with you, that's what the boat owners that they're the party. So if you have two parties, boat renters and boat owners, but it's the boat owners who prompted us really to to do an experience page because a lot of them kept saying to us, you know, Adrian, um, there's so much that we offer on this boat, but there's no way or there's no platform out there where I could really show this on a in a dedicated space. So in Greece, they would tell us, you know, we do weddings. It's going really well, but we can't really shout out about it because, um, you know, I just people think I rent out my boat and that is it. Uh, so a lot of boat owners started to tell us that. Um, so we decided to do an experience page. So we, we said to boat owners, look, with us, you can't just list your, your fleet or your, your boat. You can in a, you, you list your boat, but in addition, you can then go to our experience page, choose your category, and tell our audience what they can do on your yacht, be it a gourmet wine tasting, be it a bit of a spot of fishing, be it uh, diving uh, along the you know the ancient ancient ruins of Tulum in Mexico, but we want people to know what they can do on the boat, and we want boat owners to be able to say to our audience what it is they offer, and that is how the experience page was uh, born over yeah one and a half years ago, and experiences are being added on the, on a weekly basis now, and that's uh, we're very proud of this experience page. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that uh, is showing true, you know, for for people looking at destinations to even the super yacht industry, you can see more of the explorer yachts because they want to go and explore the Arctic or, um, you know, yeah. ecotourism as well is, is on the up because people are more aware of it would be wonderful to go to Papua New Guinea or Indonesia. Yeah. But, you know, let's go and see the, the reefs. There's a whole extra side that it's not just about getting away and relaxing it's the full experience whatever it may be yeah. it is the full experience yeah and, and we've got so many examples now of 
you know, small companies or, or, or coaches who, who, you know, a coach who would uh, teach yoga or, or mindfulness uh, or anti-burnout measures, um, they would rent a yacht with us and take their clients with them on, on the yacht, yeah, and cruise the, uh, the Greek islands the, or the Saronic Gulf for, for a week. Um, and every day they would hold uh, a certain amount of workshops with their clients, yeah? But combine that with a spot of sightseeing. You would go and see that Greek temple in the evening, and in the morning you'd reflect on it through a mindful, mindfulness like, workshop. And you, you, So I want to say that um, corporates and small companies, that they, they've sort of realized that you can have all these experiences to do with going offline, anti-burnout and uh, coaching. You can do that neatly on a yacht because if you want to be, you can really be offline. Um, mm. And so that's just one of that Plus, uh, it's category got the, class that's possible, yeah. It's yeah. got the wonderful um, addition that being near water is hugely therapeutic. You know, I actually posted up a little post this week <laughs> that I had found of... You know, water is is where I regain my sanity. And, water is where you get, regain you your know, sanity. Or yeah. the positive effects of why sailing is good for you because it yeah. it allows you be on the water. It's not just the positive and negative ions. It there is something that is very inherent in humans. Hence, why we've always lived near water. Well, we're eighty percent plus. And, plus and it's got a calming eighty percent water calming ourselves. Effect. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's got a calming effect. Um, I mean, it's very cool. Last year, last year, one, one client told us. Um, she got very nervous in the, in the first 24 hours. Yeah, she, she felt the urge to check her iPhone every five minutes, as we all do. And then second day, third day, she, she sort of let go. And, and then she had a beautiful four days on the yacht and never thought about the iPhone anymore. Um, and then she came back after a week um, and totally hated the fact that you're connected again and she didn't feel that urge anymore to go and check your email every 10 minutes or to check this and that app. Um, and that's you know, such cool feedback because uh, that's like therapy that took place there. You mm -hmm. sort of do your little detox, your digital detox. And um, that's one of the most amazing feedbacks we, we got in, in the last two years. Um, I mean, I need that. I need it. I need it. I mean, I'm <laughs> on my iPhone too, too often and I'm, I'm not sure how you feel about that, but uh, I haven't I looked should, at my I iPhone need it, I need for a long it. time. <laughs> he doesn't use an iPhone. <laughs> I'm an Android guy. No, I, uh, I, I do my best at the weekend to just um, turn it off. because mm. of the, So anyone sending me messages at the weekend, uh, I tend to think, you know, unless it's urgent, most things can wait till Monday, you mm. know. If it's not done by Friday evening... But what's interesting is we were at Flibs last year and listening to American news, they were talking about a digital free day. And it was people of our generation. You know, we grew up in a world that didn't have mobiles, that didn't have screens. And there are these presenters and they're talking about, God, I don't know what to do for a day if I don't have my, uh, my phone. And Anything I'm thinking... You're, you're missing it. You're forgetting where we came from. Whatever about Generation X, Y, and Z, as they are now called, who, uh, as it turns out, now. spend up to 10 hours a day on screen time in one form <laughs> or the other. That's scary. That's very scary. Do you know, we, isn't it? There's still uh, the generation of 35 plus who grew up in a world that 
didn't have or even possibly well, 30 just, plus. Just on a, on a final note, I've seen, uh, I've, I've borne witness to a family of charter guests pulling up to, they were renting a 75 meter and getting out of the cars, going to the captain, asking for the Wi-Fi. And I knew, because I'd been called to the boat that they had a problem, I knew that the Wi-Fi wasn't working. And a brief chat with the captain and the family getting back into the car, driving to the Carlton up in, uh, in Cannes and refusing to get on a boat. I know of another boat where they refit the boat. They spent, I would say... All told, about 150, 180,000 euros in refitting the charter vessel with expanded. They, they changed the, the VSAT system so they could get more bandwidth for their 12 year old child to play video games while on charter. It's another yeah. extreme. I mean, at at but, the end of the day, yeah, they, the clients need to decide what they want to get out of it, right? Um, mm. And of course, all of our yachts come with Wi-Fi and you can turn it on if you wanted to. Yeah. But you need to decide yourself. Actually, you need to go to our blog. Uh, our latest blog is written by our head of community, Emilia. She went offline for 10 days straight at the Red Sea last month. And she did a little article around that experience. It's on our blog. Um, since we're talking about this offline, online oh, challenge. Uh, yeah, I, I have think it's sort of missing the point of, of the beauty of getting mm. away from it all. You know. I agree with you. I modern agree life you. is as modern life is. We're, so there is the option for those that don't want to, I take it. <laughs> we're heading to the top of the hour. So um, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, Adrian, what's the best way of doing that? Right. Uh, so um, our website is, is boataffair.com. Um, that's where you found all the information. You can. Uh, I'm happy to chat to as many as possible. Um, so you can reach me my email, which is a walker, a walker at boataffair.com, or simply write to the team at welcome at boataffair.com, and somebody will be, you know, with you very very fast so whether i'm a boat owner or whether i'm wanting to rent and get away for a week or two any which way I can, any which way any we which have way. to talk to potential boat a, renters boat owners people who are interested in an authentic in an authentic experience on the water uh, in workshops on the water corporates smaller companies big companies do get in touch we're happy to talk to all of you it sounds only gorgeous <laughs> so um, thank you so much thank it you was so much. lovely to hear the story of how you began and and all about it i have to say it sounds like a beautiful experience to get away and one of the things i know from talking to so many people in the industry is so many people have their heart in the water so it's lovely to see a way that they can maximize that experience thank you so much mm. adrian walker who is chatting to us today from boat affair we look forward to hearing more soon. And our regards to uh, Natalia. We'll pass that on. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank thank you. you so much.